Okay, we'll turn our attention to John 15, the first eight verses. This is Jesus saying this, I am the true vine, my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. This is God's word. seated. be a relatively short and simple message. Uh, it is going to take three words from the 15th chapter of the Gospel of John, and this is one of those things that the Holy Spirit's going to have to make real to you, how it applies, uh, and what is uh, quickened is the word I like to use, the old English word, what's made real to you. Three words I'm going to look at in this Gospel. One, you heard Glenn say it 11 times in those verses, is the word abide. I'm going to look at that word. The second word is in the middle part of this chapter, and it's the word love. And then the third, the last third of this chapter is the word hate. So we're going to look at abide, love, and hate. So those three things. Um, When people talk about this chapter, they use it as the, uh, the, the abiding chapter because it's used so often in here. The word abide is the word meno, it's M-E-N-O in the Greek, and it means to stay, not to go away, right? So we don't really use the word abide much anymore. You don't, we don't say I'm abiding at this residence anymore. We say I I live there, I stay there. The, The purpose of this word though is more than just where I live. It's don't go away. You're not going away. You're going to stay there. You're going to remain. Some of your translations would have, I remain there, remain in my word, remain in my love. So what does that mean? Well, we live in a very transient culture, right? Especially Northern Virginia, right? Some of you all, because of work, are going to be transferred other places. Most of us have not grown up here. Even though I grew up here and was raised here, we left. My wife and I left for 15 years and came back. How many of y'all have been in the same place your whole life, right? Probably not many of you. I'm looking around the room here. I mean, even if you come to a foreign country like Maryland, I mean, it's a long way away, right? So we're not necessarily the kind of people who remain physically in places. Now, across the world, that's not true, right? There are people who are raised in a village or in a small place, and they, they're there their whole lives. They don't go away. They remain. And for us who have traveled around and switch and change, 
One of the things to get our head around as we look at meno, remain, don't walk away, is that you'll want to walk away from various things in your life. One of the things that makes us walk away is when pain happens, when uh, disappointed expectations happens, we, we leave. We think, well, what, what, what do we think? I'll start over. We'll just we'll start over again. And that's kind of part of the human condition. And when Jesus is, deci- Jesus is talking to his disciples here, and it's toward the very end of his ministry, it's toward the very end of his life, and his uh, advice to them is, stand fast, stay put where you are. So let me just say this. As we come out of a wearying year, and... There's, I think we all would like to not abide in 2020, not remain in, in the things that have happened as a result of this. Um, one of the things I just, I think the Lord's counsel to us is sometimes we will walk away from things we have believed and thought because our expectations were disappointed. And Jesus says, you need to be connected to me, remain in me, and don't walk away when things are disappointing or hard. Don't do it. Because what's going to happen if you do it is you're going to find your life is cut off. You're going to sort of cut off your nose to spite your face. You're going to cut yourself off from the vine, and you'll find your life withering away. So, very simple word here. He says, if you remain in me and my word remains in you. One of the things that we're doing this year is an initiative. Sorry, Kent, it just slipped down so we got louder. We're doing an initiative to try to help us read through the scripture. So for those of you who don't have a regular scripture reading, we're gonna, we're trying to make it uh, manageable. And so on the website, there's a, a way to remain in God's word throughout this year. And you can, there's options to do just the New Testament or to do the whole Bible. We'll begin together the first week of January. So go to the website. Uh, the women's ministry is doing it as kind of a, a corporate program so they can talk about these things. So if you want to do that, the women, you can sign up and say, I want to be part of the discussion that's going to go on with this. But go to the website and do that and participate. Get, get God's word to remain inside of you. The, the starting of that is simply to have it be inside of you, to have it part of your daily life. So, second thing I want to say about this remain thing is if you're connected to God, you're going to get pruned. This, this uh, imagery he uses, right? If you're not connected, the branch is going to completely wither. You know, you know what that happens, right? If you're not connected to the, the branch, you're cut off and it, you just wither away. But if you are connected, you're going to get pruned. Pruning is painful. I don't know how you're going to get pruned this year. And fruitful things get pruned, right? Your good branches, if when, when, when it gets warmer out there in a few months, y'all going to go out and you're going to prune some good parts of your plant, but there are parts that need to be cut off so the best parts can come forward. So I don't know what 2021 is going to look like. No promises. But pruning for those who abide and are going to stay in their faith 
It's going to hurt a little bit. It's going to clip off some things of you. But the promise is new growth and new life is going to be seen in due season. So that's just my encouragement and my word, first part of this for 2021. Second part of this is love. Uh, perhaps the most misused, misunderstood word in our society. There are many mis- misused and misunderstood words, but um, verse 10 of John 15, 15, if you've got your Bible. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. You want to stay in the love of God? Sometimes we, we just make it harder than it has to be. We think, I'm not feeling like, I don't know what you expect to feel when you love something, but for those of us who've been married more than about an hour, we understand our feelings come and go, and we sometimes feel love and sometimes we don't. But we know we love by remaining solid and committed in our marriages and faithful, right? All married couples who know the feelings come and go. We honor the commitment and promises we made, and this is how love is demonstrated, and it grows and it bears fruit in our lives. If you want to love God, obey Him. And if you don't know what it means to obey God, then I'll go back to point one. We'll go back. Begin to know what His Word says and begin to just do it so that at every juncture in your life, say, God, what would you have me do? What is your command? And if it's not a black and white thing, if it's not a yes or no, but you have two choices, then Lord, teach me to obey you and do the best I can to honor you. And you're going to find you're abiding in the love of God. And here's the equivalency, okay? To abide in His love equals to keep His commandments. And then in verse 14, it says this, if you keep my commandments, you are my friends. Okay? It's a strange concept for us because God is somehow a very powerful being, and He is, and holy and majestic, and yet Jesus gives us His picture and says, I don't call you servants, I call you friends. You, you know what your friends are doing, right? You, you're in communication with them. God wants to be your friend as you obey Him, as you abide in His love, He wants that love to be reflected in that friendship. It's a simple message, but I want you in 2021 to think of yourself, I can be a friend of God. And I do it by abiding in His love, by obeying His commands. Finally, hate. Not a word we like to think about but a word Jesus didn't shy away from talking about. Here's what he says. If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, this is verse 18, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. What's the world? The world is those, the principles and things that are of the here and now that live without reference to God that, you know, just, I think most of us can recognize what the world is. 
I hope this isn't news, but for Christians, we need to be reminded of this. If we want to be loved by those who are in power right now, those who are considered uh, authoritative in our culture and society, you are going to be in conflict with your Christian faith. Jesus promises this. And it will manifest itself in a hundred ways. I could go into it, and you could as well. But if we're going to walk with Jesus, please don't expect to be liked and loved by those who consider themselves the trendsetters culturally. Please don't. Please go in knowing that Jesus promised that you will be hated. It's not even disliked. You know, 50, 75 years ago, there was sort of a, a Christian ethos in our country that you, you, we, Christians sort of looked like the world around them. Most people went to church. They may not have been more Christian. Let's not fool ourselves. But sort of the cultural tenor of the time was more so. I think it's a blessing in some sense that it's less so because you know, light shines in darkness, so let's not pretend. But please, 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 don't be scared of this. Don't be afraid. This is great news in one sense because Jesus is with people who identify with Him and do what He did. And you're going to find the Lord with you as you suffer under, as we suffer under, Hatred and persecution. I don't know what it'll look like. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know that 2021 will be significantly different. But just looking at the trends of things, it just seems to be that we as Christians need to stand up. And here's what I want to say about those things, is that in our actions, we need to be sacrificially loving those who hate us and those who don't like us and those who ignore us and those in the family here that believe what we believe, our actions should not change. Sacrificially loving to everyone. Our manner, and this is where I think we get it wrong. Sometimes as Christians we think offensive manner is somehow okay because people don't like what we say. Our manner should be pleasant and polite and winsome in everything we say and how we act, but our message has to be uncompromisingly biblical and unapologetic. And you see, some will hate us for that, but some will be rescued because if we have our message blend with what the world says so we're liked and accepted by them, no one can be rescued by that. No one can be changed by agreeing with the the echo chamber. It's for Christians who will stand up and say, salvation is in Jesus Christ alone. And, uh, you know, uh, this is the truth of how he's laid out life to be lived. This is how life was designed biblically from the beginning. It is this way. And we can do it with sacrificial love and winsome manner And those who are meant to be rescued by that message, it will be so attractive as it's offensive. Abide in His love and in His Word. Let the love of Christ dwell in you as you obey His commands and become His friend. And be willing to be hated. Don't fear being hated by the world. And be courageous. Okay, Don't soften the message just because it's not popular. It's one more word that he gives us. It's so encouraging. At the very end of John 15, he says, These things 
I've spoken to you, verse 25, these things I've spoken to you while I am still with you. But listen to this. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to you remembrance all that I have said to you. To bear witness of something is to testify in court that it's true. If you don't know this to be true, if you don't know Jesus Christ and you don't know His life in you, then you'll be overwhelmed by the flood of of arguments against it and uh, all, all the things that would try to dampen our faith. But when the Holy Spirit is released and, he, and you are bear witness of what has changed in your life, the Holy Spirit will be a real help to you, a present help, the power of God inside you to change things. And so let's just receive what the, the Holy Spirit wants to do in us because goodness knows, y'all, this world, and if you're watching on Facebook Live, just this, this word, this world grows darker. As it happens, the light of the world has come. That's what we're celebrating this week. Let the light live within you. Love well, be winsome, and be pleasant in manner, and proclaim the truth boldly. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I thank You that You have given us a calling as a church, not just living hope, but as the church of Jesus Christ. And that as Your Scripture speaks to us about areas of truth where the Bible is absolutely clear, areas like racial justice and areas like ministering to people who are poor and marginalized, ministering to the unborn, ministering to those with sexual brokenness and misunderstanding of sex and gender, all these hot-button issues, Lord, the Bible speaks so clearly, and they cross political lines. Lord, sometimes some, some of our political persuasions grab one issue or another issue, but Lord, You have spoken clearly on the way life is to be lived, and so as we can live boldly proclaiming Jesus Christ is the answer to every ill that the world has, Lord, every sickness, every pain, You are the healer. Lord, let us be loving, winsome, bold. Lord, abiding in You as we live our lives in a way that reflects You, Lord, and doesn't obscure You. Father, as we take communion elements this morning, Lord, help us to remember that this act of worship, this sacrament, is a reality of meeting You, of seeing Your life worked within us, a means of grace to us. Lord, because on the night that You were betrayed, You took bread. When You'd given thanks, You broke it and You gave it to Your disciples and You said, take and eat. This is My body broken for You. After supper, you took a cup of wine, and when you given thanks, you gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. As often as you do it, do it in remembrance of me. I want to just ask everyone as they prepare to take this, to take a minute to examine themselves, 
to confess any known sin, to be sure if you're taking this, that you are doing this as an act of faith and belief in Jesus Christ, that you trust Him for your salvation and to be the strength in your heart. And that as we share this meal together, we're doing it not as a ritual, apart from real life revealed in the risen Son of God. So we'll invite you once you have had time to prepare your heart to take this bread, drink this wine, and let the taste and sensation of that remind you of your need to have Him inside you. Thank you, Jesus. The gifts of God for the people of God, take them in thanksgiving that Christ died for you.